Hello and welcome to Homespun Wisdom Talks with my neighbour and myself, Sarah Sharman, and Daniel Confino. <laughs> Soon only to be one of us, though, I think, Sarah. Well, let's not put a dampener on this like too soon into the show. Well, nominally, this is our final episode. Oh. And at the end of it, only one of us will be switching off the microphone. Well, that will be me then, as I'm the producer and technical well, I, I, I think I can unplug things quite happily. I mean, what is the title that we decided upon? The Perfect Murder. The perfect murder. The perfect murder. <laughs> and for any of you who think that we're not serious, well, we are. We're total professionals. We are so committed to our cause that we thought that the only fitting way to end our podcast series, this is the 75th, or maybe it's more than that, with all the bonus bits and pieces we chucked in mm. for good measure, that the only fitting way would be for one of us to effectively do away with the other. Yeah. And I think what we're going to discuss today is is how we would do it. Yes. And if you're listening and you haven't yet commented or given us a review or interacted with us, you know, we'd like to hear which of the two sounds more convincing. Although it may be a bit late by then because, you know, well, put it this way, I'm in a room which has been covered in plastic from floor to ceiling uh, in the mafia style so that any evidence can be removed. And I've got a large... Uh, Persian rug to roll up a body in, and I've got my van downstairs, you know, to um, take away anything that, that that I might need to bury later. Do you have a a can full of petrol? Uh, no, actually, that's quite hard to come by these days. <laughs> Pet- petrol, oh, you know. Does diesel well, have the same effect? <laughs> I don't know if diesel is. I'm sure it's equally combustible. Mm. I, don't, I think maybe it's less combustible because you know how diesels work. They don't actually have a spark plug. Oh. They just compress the the diesel air mixture very hard and it gets so hot from the compression that it explodes itself. Oh. So I don't know which one is more volatile. Oh. Well, what, why are you asking? You think I should be burning the evidence as well? Yes. But then yes. we spoke about this. It'll probably be more... Yeah, uh, that's not a very thoughtful way of disposing of no. things. No, so stain remover. Yeah. All right. Well. So, um, so have you even really been here for the last seventy-four episodes, Sarah? Have I been here? I mean, do you think some people are just wondering whether it was all me, and I just did a voice for you? Because you know, I'm good at voices, mm. and um, there, was, there was no need to have you really all this time. And there I, wasn't I, at all. No. I think I think just getting rid of you now is, is really just you know, it's, it's like well. It's just catching up with reality. Okay. I mean, you know, no one will really notice the difference is what I'm saying. Right. So I didn't, like, input much. I didn't contribute. No, no, I mean, um, what I'm saying is you did. But how do people know that you were a a separate person Ah. as opposed to just a creation of mine? As opposed to just a creation of mine. This is just one person doing the show. This is my Daniel impression, which is Well, terrible. the more I can persuade people that there never was a you, mm. and this is all part of my perfect murder context. Yeah. <clears throat> this is like Russian disinformation, you know, whatever they call it. 
so that it, the more people think there was never a you, the more they won't actually miss you. Do you see what I mean? Okay. There won't be a concern about Sarah because a lot of people might just think I, I created you, I invented you, I just made you into a natural foil for me. But there never was a Sarah Sharman. It's quite easy to do because even today my neighbour was like, oh Sarah, I've not seen you in weeks. Yeah, and look, I've got your phone here and I know the passcode. Right. So I can continue to respond to people that know you. This is so sinister. And if I needed to. Right. I mean, that's on the assumption that you really do exist Mm. and you have your own phone. Yes. You know, that I can continue to make them think that you're there. Right. You know, some of the worst crimes, that does happen, doesn't it? In an effort to cover their tracks, the murderer continues to operate the phone of the person who's now dead. (gasps) And, And that gives them a chance to have an alibi because if you can set the time of death later than it really was... Okay. Then you only have to prove you were where you said you were at a time when you actually were there because... The murder happened much previously. Does that make sense? Yes. You've been thinking about this a lot, haven't you? Have you watched many uh, murder mysteries oh. or horrors? Oh, or... yeah, all the time. I mean, how can you watch drama on the telly or streaming service without, without you know, getting really into the whole murder thing? And, of course, there usually is something that goes wrong, a little slip-up. <laughs> Such I mean, as? Does something, well, somebody turns up you don't expect, you know. Right. Somebody does something you don't expect. Mm. You think you've got them all taped up. See, for instance, I, I, I might invite you to the the dumpster at the back of Aldi. You know, don't uh, get any ideas, I'm, guys. I mentioned, I'm just rummaging around for the, the reduced <laughs> items. <laughs> I mentioned Aldi because I'm having a bit of a fight with them at the moment. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't send me two bicycles that they should have. Mm. I got a bit annoyed. And so they're going to suffer for it. Okay. Probably get over it eventually. You're going to murder them as well? No, no, I don't think it's worth that. Okay. Um, I mean, there are times when I've thought of that, but not not, not something as trivial as failing to send me a couple of bikes. You know, that's, mm. I'll get over that. But the, I think the reason why I mentioned Aldi is because I know you like going round the back of discount retailers because you think not the discounted ones you, well however you want to view them um, because you believe that they put things in the dumpster that are perfectly edible but yeah. just a bit out of date or yeah so something. the premium supermarkets well, who are we talking about Waitrose Marks and Spencers oh, right aim high Daniel yeah well if you're going to be aim high rummage low if you're going to dive into a dumpster you might as well make it an, it's not just any dumpster this is an M&S dumpster Right? Exactly. So they throw away quality goods, right? Proper quality. quality. Yeah. Quality goods. So what, what have you ever found in the dumpster? Uh, well, spoiler alert, haven't actually been in the dumpster of these places, just that baker's oven at uh, the Sidcut branch. The thing is... But the cabinet, great stuff. I've had some really nice crab, which is probably a well, bit... What is in the cabinet? The cabinet, the reduced cabinet. Oh, you were talking about buying things. Buying stuff, yeah. I had no idea you ever did that. Yeah. I thought you were all about the freebies. No, only if you put stuff out on the Okay, so you were talking about stuff going out of date that day, that type Mm. of thing. So you've got to eat it that day. Well, Well, crab, crab, you don't want to mess around. Crab, you don't really want to mess around with, though. But look, this is about the murder. Yeah. The perfect murder. So what I'm saying is that if you were found 
Yeah. In a dumpster at the back of one of these stores. Yeah. What would everyone think? She, well, my leg will probably be hanging over the side and they think, oh, she's fine. She's just found something at the bottom. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they will think me. that you look, you were, you know, yeah, that's nothing unusual about she's that. She's in her habitat. Element. All that. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't think, well, you know, I mean, so if they found your body there, mm. no one would say, you know what, that's weird. She would never. Yeah. They think, yeah, yeah. Did she... You know, she was obviously having to reach way down because maybe it was kind of like a mostly empty dumpster. Yeah. yeah. And you were reaching in and fell in. Fell in. And then maybe, you know, some of these things give off gases. Oh, so the smell wouldn't well, even... Particularly, you know, seafood and stuff can give off noxious gases. And if the lid came clanking down and you weren't able to get out, oh, you could have just been... Yeah, suffocated. So, I mean, one of the ways I, I considered disposing of you okay. would be to gas you a bit, you know. Oh. <laughs> probably in the oven here. What do you call it with the blanket? The Dutch oven. The Dutch oven. I was going to call it a Turkish oven. <laughs> yeah. That's how I was going to get rid of you. But I <laughs> you have to have One most, of the ways. You have to have a, about three curries <laughs> and then have a most enormous... Um, Fart, I think, is the only word. Yeah. Whilst keeping the covers tight down. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's a rather bizarre way of doing things. I don't think I've got it in me. <clears throat> and I don't think the idea that you and I were in you know, that situation would go down well in some quarters. We might be on a camping holiday. Anyway, my, my preferred route for you mm. was dumpster. Right. Found in a dumpster. Okay. Now you've kind of upgraded where it would be, because I was thinking of Little or Aldi. Yeah. It'd be quite nice to give Aldi the problem because, you know, I, I want to make trouble for them. I mean, you can leave me there, it's fine. Um, and and then, you know, there the wouldn't be much um, discussion about it, yeah, because, you know, they just look at it and think, yeah, that's sort of thing that, that Sarah did and she fell in and mm. and that was it, you know. The other way, which we discussed at an... Well, do you, should I carry on? Yeah, yeah, please do. Um, the other way was, was forge a suicide note. Right. Or make you write one. Okay. Uh, and sign it unaware that that's what you were signing. Ah. Oh. I mean, like, you know, just not show you what you're signing. Just, would you sign here, Sarah? It's just something I need for work. You sign. Uh, up above, it's, um, you know, it's one of those classic notes about how you can't stand it anymore. Right. Uh, you, you, you couldn't face the fact that the podcast series was coming to an end and your life was now going to be meaningless devoid of any you know sense mm. um everything that you you live for was now gone and finished and you decided to end it all, all right. you know and i get you to sign that and um yeah you know i mean the are things that i've learned about you from <clears throat> from sitting down for hours so many hours i don't even want to think about it um, let's not even consider the hours before out, the show <laughs> no finding out about all sorts of things that um that you do that could be considered dangerous or <laughs> like that time i uh, set myself on fire <laughs> yes that's another thing that's right i could get put you in your long loose sleeved um nightgown or dressing gown and then just you could just catch fire couldn't you could that's another way. Yeah. 
but it wouldn't be questioned. I mean, the evidence is there in the podcast. Mm. So really, the question is, what am I doing talking about it on the podcast? Yes. What are you doing? But the only thing is, it's not yet public. We're just recording it, right? (laughs) Until you do whatever you do, it's not going to be out there. No. So that's just, you know, no one need ever know. I mean, does anyone know the password to your laptop? No. So they would never get in there. Never get in there. No. Speaking of passwords, I had to go. I was working at a company last week and I forgot my password. And the guy in the IT department, he was like, oh, just choose something like a place or somewhere you've been or something really memorable. Q- QR code of homespun wisdom. I was like, funny you should say that because we came up with the best password. We did. Yeah. In fact, I've heard people talking about that since. You see? What did we choose? You chose the place where you had your first snog. Yeah. The name of the girl or the boy. The name of the person, yeah. And the date. The date. So mine was Louise Garden Shed 1970-something. Yeah. Maybe I was 13. So, um, 71. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Bon- it was actually bonfire night. Oh, that's right. So maybe it was maybe it was um O five eleven seventy one. Mm-hmm. You see? Louise Garden Shed O five eleven seventy one. That's a really good password actually. Yeah. Because it doesn't mean anything except to me. Well obviously now you all know that now the first person I snogged was Louise in the garden shed on bonfire night in nineteen seventy one. But obviously, I'm not going to use that. In fact, it wasn't Louise. I just thought I'd, you know. Yeah. But yeah, that came up and I was like, wow, there we go. Plug the show. Yeah. Did he listen to it? Hopefully he did. Yeah. So look, I've talked about my designs upon you. Mm. What, what what do you think my, what, what would look realistic for me? Well, Daniel, this was kind, kind of hard for me because I wouldn't ever want you dead. That's not the point, though, is it? It is not the point, but it's so hard. I remember actually. I mean, why did you why did you put all the kitchen knives away before the show started today? Because I hadn't finished sharpening them. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, actually. I I played a dead person in my early career, and I sent a picture of my mum, and she was. Was that your hardest acting job ever? It was pretty hard, actually. They called it rigor mortis. <laughs> <laughs> So it was rigorous. <laughs> but uh, I said to my mum, oh, I'm, I'm playing a dead person. This is my stomach slit open, uh, wrist slit. And she was like, I don't ever want to think of you dead. I was like, okay, that's just acting. But then now thinking of how to kill you and writing notes about how to kill you, having many phone calls about how to kill you. These are phone calls you should not have in public, people. Wait a minute, wait a minute. what phone calls? Yeah, I've had to consult. Like You've talked to people about it. Serial killers. In public. Yeah, psychopaths. Like. <laughs> so, Daniel. See, I, I've also got another bit of intel on you. Oh. But anyway, sorry, you, you don't want to kill me, but... No. But you... My dear friend Daniel. Yeah. Should I ever need to dispose of you? Yeah. I would have to do it through food. I was going to go for a drink. We're talking about poisoning now. I'll be poisoning you. 
Yeah. Because food is your weakness. Yeah, that's true. What what would you put it in? What what would be something guaranteed? Cast iron, one hundred percent sure I would eat it without question. I would have a selection of canapes on a nice tray positioned next to where you sit so you're the only person who can reach for them but I'm such a generous chap I might just offer them round then no but you'll see that the other plates are very close to people so you don't need to offer them hmm things always go wrong though no not maybe always. one I feed one to your dog you know or or something like that and then it it, it just lies on its back or kicking I'd its legs in the air whilst writhing and I think I'd serve hmm, you maybe dessert. I won't have one of those I'll serve you dessert in that case a nice bowl of ice cream oh yeah straightforward yes very little chance of it going astray it's just my bowl I'm very unlikely to share my ice cream mm. or you might just happen to fall down the stairs no that's not not sure whilst they're trying to put your shoes on because you're always it always nerves me when you're putting your shoes on at the top you, of the you stairs just, you, you're tempted to just give me a kick and send me crashing down the stairs I would kick you down yes mm-hmm and if that didn't work, then I mean, I'd we're, what we're thinking about here, Sarah, is would anyone? I mean, not. I'm sure you can do it, but you, it, I'm sure it's I not, can't. It's, but... it's, not, it's not just the question of can you do this. The question of would anyone believe, having found me in whatever position I'm in, mm. that that was an accident or not involving you? You see, I mean, falling down yeah. the stairs that's a that's a tricky one, isn't it? Because you could survive. Well, also because people do trip. Yeah. And fall often because they're in an unfamiliar house and they don't know where the light switch is. Uh, they're reaching along the walls for the light switch and woof, they're down the stairs. That's why I'm Delora Ashley. Is it? The founder of the company. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Laura Ashley, she died falling down the stairs looking for the light switch. Oh, no. Yeah, so it's very important to leave a little nightlight on for people in an yeah. unfamiliar house. But not if you want to murder them. <laughs> or, what was my other option? Break cables. Your beloved... What, cutting brake cable? GTI, yes. Not GTI, it's an R32. Sorry. And they don't <sighs> have cables anymore. It's hydraulic brakes ever since about 1906. Well, I'm showing my age now, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hydraulics. How would I... How would I... Well, you just cut the, the, the one of the, the pipes. Oh, okay, so I can still cut them. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. So... Or uh, what was the other one? And there have been a lot of old films where they cut the the brake. Yeah. But they, the, the main thing is that they had to be leaving a place where they wouldn't really need the brakes until they were coming down a mountain pass very mm. fast, and then the brakes would fail. Otherwise, yeah. you know, it's just not dramatic enough, is it? It's not dramatic enough. Okay, so no. I get it. So you, you think... Or uh, yeah. I'd put you in a hot tub with lots of dusty women, and you'll be... Yeah, I like this. This, is, this, this, this is would good. be a pleasurable death. Yeah, right. so what happens next? So much happens. <laughs> okay. That you then... On the job, you mean? Die on the job? Well, nothing like that will be happening, but there'll be just... It'll be so... It'll be a raunchy party, but not that raunchy, that you'd be so overcome with yourself that you'll have a stroke and die. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but well, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm kind of 
yeah. interested in, in this one. Well, one of them will have such huge knockers, they'll just suffocate you in her bosom. <laughs> there are worse ways to go. That's my nice way of... Going, going in and coming out more or less the same way then. Yeah, and then you'd slip under the water so then people might think, oh, he fell asleep in there after the party. Mm-hmm. That no one will be blamed for it. No. Is there a flaw in my plan? I don't know. I've got a, another, another plan for you. You have a neighbour who's threatened you, right? Yes. So, I mean, you know, obviously I would play on that. Uh, What's her name? You can't say. I shouldn't say, no. No. But, I mean, you know, I could I could do it, make it look like... It was her. Yeah. Because you've told me enough about the way she's, you know... Behaved. Thre- threatened you. Yeah. She's not seriously threatened me, listeners. It's just she's going through some stuff. Yeah, but nevertheless, mm. you know, the, the police have been involved. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, if I'm looking for an easy way out, yeah, pointing the finger at her, yeah, be, yeah. be a no-brainer, really, wouldn't That's it? it? I've got lots of video evidence on my phone So really, well, for so. you, I've got these three things. One, the dumpster. Dumpster. Two, your neighbour, who's already got a bit of a police record. Yeah. And three, which we talked about in the handwriting episode, mm. is, you know... <laughs> Never make your signature so easy to, to to copy. Right. That somebody could write your suicide note for you. Yeah. You know, and then do a, a signature. And for any of you that didn't listen to that, now would be a good time to go back <clears throat> and pay much more attention to it because well, the, we didn't get that many listeners, as many as I expected, compared to other episodes. No. And I was all surprised because one day this could save your life, whereas most of them will just cost you money and wreck your life. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that one one day could be incredibly useful. You know, when your your horrible family are looking how to get rid of you mm. and get away with it, that's the doubly upsetting thing, isn't it? You don't mind, in a way, you don't mind about being done in, provided you know there's justice. But the idea that you're done in and and they escape justice or manage to get the wrong person put away, and that quite often happens in families because there's so many tensions oh. that they can. What was that case? That, that farm, that horrible case where the farm, um, white cottage, white farm. I don't oh, know, they, oh. they dramatised it. Yeah. One of the, um, the he set up the the sister who had a mental health issue and made it look like she had gone around and shot everybody. You know, which was and it was him all along. Mm. And the police were falling for this because you know as soon as they see mental health, yeah, they'll believe anything. Yeah. Which is sad, yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, the, the perfect murder requires a bit of preparation. It's not one of these things you can just do, you know, one, <clears throat> what is it, um, Wednesday afternoon. No. Um, but maybe you could. You know, if it's you, so obvious, then maybe that's the perfect way to I, do I it. I noticed that the Mossad, you know, the Israeli Secret Service, mm-hmm. always, uh, always involves people falling off balconies. Right. And you need to be on the fifth floor or above to be sure, you know, with a good hard landing. I think after five floors, it's pretty much game over. You know, three floors, it could just be like a badly broken bone right. problem. Yeah. Four floors could be, you know, like extensive hospitalisation. But five floors, you're not, you're not getting out of it. No. Do you ever look over balconies or bridges and think, oh, oh. oh yeah, that, that you vertigo. You feel that flip. Vertigo. And- 
and you see yourself falling down, you think, I just need to step away from the edge well, there are, here. there are people that suffer from vertigo, which is a sort of a, you know, a swooning feeling when they when they see those those heights. Mm. I actually got it once when I was on the canal system near Langochlan. There's a famous um, aqueduct with an unpronounceable name. Mm. And you literally look, you're on this boat. It's like in a long metal um, tub that you're in, you know, across the top. And you look over the side and it's just sheer drop. And you can actually walk off the side of your boat. What? And fall out. <gasps> yeah. If you if you weren't paying attention. Uh-huh. Um, actually, that would be a good way, wouldn't it? That could be another way. You and I go on a canal boating holiday yeah. across that famous aqueduct on the way into Langochlan. And then step off. Yeah. But as I say, the the good thing about a balcony is it's so hard to tell the difference between just a bit of alcohol, Mm. you know, and sort of like a a dizzy moment. Because the thing is, the the top of the balcony is never so high because people want to look out when they're sitting down. So there's always this tension between security, which would be a very high balcony, uh, high, what do you call it, Um, parapet. Yeah. And uh, oh, I just remembered the word parapet in the nick of time. Sorry, that was in an in, inadvertent footsie there. That's okay. What was okay? The footsie. Well, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm trying to say I'm sorry. It's okay. No, no it's not okay. <laughs> There's no need to apologise. Now there's somebody else who wants you murdered. <laughs> Join um, the queue. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the thing is that the, the parapet, that's the word I was searching for, of the balcony, is mm. never that high. No. It's about kind of like hip height for me. Right. And probably for you as well. Yeah, and you can just easily and you, just you could, Yeah, you hold. could, you know, if there's alcohol involved. Yeah. If you can show there was alcohol involved. And generally speaking, what you do is you pour alcohol down their throat. Right. It's very hard to prove whether it was, you know, how it got there. All they can do is show that it was there. Yeah. Then, whoops, over the balcony and you're done. Job done. So, oh my God, I've just brought back horrors. Ah, of a balcony. Oh my God. So where could you, yes, tell me. I was in LA one year and my friends came out to join me. And we were staying in my friend's penthouse just off Hollywood Boulevard. For some crazy reason, my friend thought of sitting on the edge of the balcony to take a photo. How high up are we? Oh, we're on like 20 something floor. And she thought it was fine. I lost my shit at her. Yeah. Because I just saw her falling. Then I had to, then I thought I'm going to have, well, I'd be losing my oldest, dearest friend. I mean, did she? Was she under the influence? No. Just thought that was Just okay. Her, yes. And she didn't understand why I flipped out so much. I was like, imagine me having to call your parents to say what had happened. Just for a photo. I was so mad at her. So now, mad. Look, I'm going to ask I you to use all your skills for a minute, Sarah. It happened. Okay? It did no, happen. no, no, wait a minute. Uh, she did fall. Oh. And now you're on the phone to the parents. So I'll be the parent. Okay. Hello. <sighs> parent here. I t- <laughs> yes, hello. Is there somebody there? I'm sorry, I've got bad news. It's Sarah. 
I, yeah. I don't even know how I could explain this. What do you mean? What happened? Well, I won't name her. <laughs> she's fallen and she's... But you want, you want to make it more heroic, you see. I don't even know how, Daniel. It's just so bad. I don't even want to think about did it. She, um, did she realise what she was doing after you saved her, so to speak? I think she was just... She just... Oh, she didn't even understand why I was so mad at the situation. She just thought she was fine. She could just pop up the side and do it, which made me so even more mad at her because I was like, you're not thinking. You're actually not. And then we, we, we recorded that <laughs> for the radio. She wasn't. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. For, for all of you that are worried that this is all coming to an end, what maybe a bloodier end than you imagine. <laughs> we are now to be found on Spectrum On Air under Honest Conversations, where we finally have recorded a, uh, an episode the other, well, just earlier today, called Not Thinking. And that's what you must be thinking about. Yeah. When you're, when you're not thinking. When you're not thinking. You're putting yourself in incredible danger yeah. inadvertently. And every time I went out on that balcony, even before she got there, I thought, oh, that is a long drop. Yeah. And it had a high, the uh, parapet. Yes. And she was sitting on that. She jumped up to sit on it. Oh, it oh. doesn't bear thinking. Man, I actually saw a terrible accident when we were in France. Um, we were um, walking up this this ancient, it was a sort of like medieval fortified place. Mm. And uh, Saint Valerie Sorson is actually the name for anyone that's interested. And there was a a parapet wall. And I, and a human being, would know that the other side of it was a massive drop because you were going up and up and up. Yeah. But there was this dog that just leapt up. Oh, no. And, and you could just hear this crashing sound. <sighs> and then later we saw a very distressed couple holding the dead dog. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, these things happen in between one moment and the next you're there you're gone so how does all this feedback onto your so i mean what we're saying is if you wanted to get away with it yeah um Something so i think i think be... we're all agreed that you could murder somebody mm. the question is getting away with it yes well there, used, there was that show how to get away with murder well what's this show called the perfect murder. The perfect murder. Yeah, well, there are all these films like Dial M for murder, but then, you know, there's always a pair of scissors in the wrong place. Mm. You know, and the, the girl happens to grab it and, you know, actually she'd probably be lucky to go through the jacket um, with an average pair of scissors, but, you know, somehow manages to do untold damage. I think the scissors... I don't know. Um, yes. Well, that, that's it. I mean, I think what we're looking for... So I don't think there's enough psychology in the perfect murder because what we're talking about is setting it up, right? So that it, it that, yeah, that will, I can just see Sarah doing that, or I can just see Daniel doing that. Mm. I mean, the one thing you haven't mentioned with me is I, I do a lot of DIY. You do, including electrics. Oh yeah. You know, you could easily have me electrocuting myself. Yes, I did have or you falling in... off a ladder. Falling I mean, the classic ladder. one. I did have whilst a... holding a power tool. Or, you know, just doing some wood boring with a sharp, you know, auger-type drill piece and a, and a powerful battery-operated drill and falling off the ladder. I always, as a matter of practice, take the bit out mm. before coming down the ladder because 
coming down the ladder, holding a drill. Yeah. No. So, but people don't know that. So, yeah, I mean, you could stage something or involving a, a ladder accident. In Dolly, the fumes could come into the the van. <laughs> you want to get rid of Jane as well, now, do you? No, Jane will be in the supermarket and busy, or she stopped for lunch, and you've fallen asleep waiting for her, and then she comes back and she sees you. Yeah, that's not that's not really going to work. Dolly doesn't have a a problem like that. She doesn't now. <laughs> well, there are people that feed I know where she sleeps. <laughs> there are people that feed the pipe round and do themselves in. Yeah. Again, that's another hard one to show. You know, unless there's a suicide note, the police don't really go for that. Mm. Which goes back to my point about being able to, you know, having a signature that's impossible to copy. Yes. Mm. Uh, I think that's so important. Right, so you have got these various ways of doing away with me. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, do you think um, if it came to a physical combat, you know, like I was, you, you had something and I had something. I mean, you know the rule of guns and knives, do you? No. You always run away from oh, a yes, knife. Oh, yes, I do this, yeah. And towards a gun. Towards a gun, yeah. Yeah, I learned that from um, a film I watched. Hmm. Um, who was it? Um, anyway, I'll think of him in a minute. One of those Italian actors. You know, there's so many thuggy. Yeah. They're all thuggy. They specialise in being thuggy, don't they? Or to be typecast. Sort of mafiosi types. So run away from a knife, run towards a gun. Yeah, because when you... Because the, because the gun, if you can get them at close quarters, mm. isn't actually a dangerous weapon unless it's pointing at you whereas a knife is always dangerous but they have to get to you so if you're faster than them it but if you run away be... from a gun they can shoot you from a great distance you know what if they're a, a knife well, thrower yeah well okay if they're a circus performer and after killing you then I mean that's just bad luck really <laughs> <laughs> choose your friends more carefully yeah <laughs> Or maybe it's the bowler hats and he's got the blade at the side. A Peaky Blinder as well. What was his name in the James Bond film, the, the, the little chap, were they? I can't remember his name. Um, yeah. No. No good. Do good. Undo. Oh, no good. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it was something, something like that. Yeah. Because well, James Bond, I mean, I'm going to see the film tomorrow. Are you? 9.30. Oh, that's a... A.M.? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they... Because, um, you know, people are just queuing up to go to the cinema. James Bond is is a a good family show. Yeah. I mean, well, it used to be. I don't know how much seduction and stuff there is. Well, it's now quite PC. Yeah, but, you know, there's still seduction. But they I mean, have to sign a consent now, now, form now, now before now that. The, the girls put up, put up more of a fight, though, don't they? You know, they? No, they just have a form next to the bedside table. <laughs> consent form. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think I mean, it's they, at the bar whilst he's ordering his martini. You know, you know all these people that are like archaeologists that are going back over previous things and mining them for upsetting material, you know, mm. books and things, and trying to get them banned. You know, so I think Sean Connery is now being considered like a serial rapist. You know, for. Oh his antics whilst he was James Bond. I think it's got a bit silly. Yeah. Just leave things alone, for God's sake. Yeah. 
Especially with the dead. Like, if you weren't bothered whilst they were alive, then... Uh... I mean, what happened in the 1970s, you know, yes. if you really want to go back and back and back. Anyway, yes, it's going to be interesting to see what, um, what Daniel's been up to. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything. If anything, it's his last one. Maybe he gets... No, he won't get murdered because he's James Bond. and some, Well, someone else just becomes Bond. No, no, they can never die. No. They can't, can they? No. Ah, but people have tried. But it's not been a perfect murder. Um, <clears throat> so, Sarah, bringing it back to you and me. Yes. So there's a setup. This is what it's always about, isn't it? It is all of, <laughs> there's, there's got to be a bit of a setup. There's got to be, you know, the context has got to be believable. Right. You know, something that you or, or I would do. Mm. I mean, you know, so can I just take your crab thing? Yeah. From the, from the out of date, about to go out of date. So one thing that you could do is leave me with, you know, get a get a crab thing. Yeah. Um, wait for it to go very out of date and then just leave it there as if I've just eaten it, you see. So everyone will look at this and think I poisoned myself oh, yeah. by ignoring the out of date things, and everyone knows that I ignore the date yeah. on things because I just basically sniff them. Sniff it, that's and it. Provided they don't smell disgusting, you know, I'll probably eat it. Mm. So you know, that's one of my foibles. So yeah, you would definitely get me. Mm. And I know somebody who was effectively killed by um, eating an out of date. It wasn't so much out of date. Is the crab salad? had been stuck in a car in the heat in a supermarket oh, no. car park. I can't remember the reason now, but uh, somebody couldn't get into the car. So the, the shoppy was in there for way too long in the heat. And then this was fed unbeknown because it looked like it was in date if you just read the date. Yeah. So, so there's a warning here, you know, is, is don't go in on the date. If it smells bad or looks bad, you know, the date isn't enough evidence and, and this chap I won't mention names now but he ate it and um, it caused complications he died he died from it wow so there's a you see when you mentioned the crab did he have I a think, shellfish allergy as well no no he, he ate it willingly mm. but maybe he just didn't believe his senses you know if you like you just imagine what's the date today the 30th the 29th. Like that. 29th, yeah. So if I gave you a crab salad sandwich saying good until 4th of October. Yeah. And you took them out and you mm, I don't know. Then you look at the check and say, no, oh, it must be me. That's yeah. what you'd think, isn't it? Yeah. Must be me. Finish it off. That's it. That's it. Cortinas, le riddle, curtains. That's Spanish and French for curtains, by the way. Mm. Um... <laughs> Closed. Did he forget to put the curtains down? <laughs> um, so there we are. Yes, I mean, there's so That's so many ways, so many ways to do it. Yeah. Do you think there are a lot of couples who spend their time wanting to kill each other? Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, more than wanting to, actually thinking about. <laughs> they just sit there at the dinner table thinking, if I could. Get How that do you get hold of those by? Ukrainians? They always have on the movies, you know, who would do it for thirty grand. Do you know the ones? No. It's always Ukrainians. Is there something about Ukrainians? Maybe because they just fly in to do the job, you know. Oh, actually, I do know Ukrainian. Um, oh. Yeah, you know, 30 grand, you can you can do away with somebody. Ah. Um, I mean, do you think people think about that? They get to the point where they, although they're normally, let's say, a sane, yeah. law-abiding 
rational, good person, maybe a loving father, yeah. mother. Um, but when it gets to their partner... They just want to pick that pillow up and... Could be when their... they're trapped in a relationship, because I mean, I suppose if you could walk out, you might just do that. But mm. there are some societies where that's not possible. Yes, there are. And maybe then the... Um, you know, I remember there was a, a murder in... Uh, I read about... I think it was a pharmacist. Okay. He had so many ways of doing it. Do you not think? You know, I mean, he's, he goes to work. Yeah. He can get all, you know, get all those pills and things. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't actually know how, he, know how he did away with his wife. But a lot of men do away with women so they can clear the decks to have a relationship with their lover, mistress. You know, that's sort of the way they do it. Yeah. But anyway, he got caught by his Fitbit. Oh. Yeah, because there was a question about what he had done between coming home, apparently, to discover his wife was dead. Right. And calling the police. And, of course, you know, when you talk to the police, you say, well, obviously, you know, I, I did it immediately or whatever, right? Yeah. But his Fitbit, I, I don't know enough about Fitbits, but his Fitbit showed that for half an hour he was running up and down the stairs and doing things. Yeah, increasing his heart rate. Yeah. <gasps> So he got caught by his Fitbit. Wow. So all you would-be murderers out there... Take off the watch, the Fitbits. Yeah, or the Apple Watch or whatever it is that measures your activities. Wow. Uh, yeah. So um, that's another concern, really. That is. Wow. And then there's DNA evidence as well, which you can... you know, Because people don't really question it these days. They think, well, it was DNA. And then they get somebody up in court to say there's a one in five billion chance that it's not me or mm. done it. Yeah. But what they don't ever prove is how it got there. Because you can take someone's DNA and put it somewhere, can't you? You can, The yeah. fact that it was my DNA and it could only have been me, well, yeah, what does that prove? Right. Given that people can now, you know, so I could set you up, you know, I could set up your neighbour, what isn't. You know, I could get a bit of her DNA yeah. and uh, plant it somewhere and just leave the police to do their ploddy, you know, systematic stuff. And I see you drive by. And you can just imagine. Did we get any DNA? Yeah, we did. It's from a neighbour. Oh, yeah? Call her in. Mm. And then that's that. That's Job done. So, um... Is there anyone else you'd like to murder apart from me, Daniel? <laughs> It's not that I want to murder you. I know. No, no, no. I mean, no, no. I'm not denying it entirely. What I'm saying is, I just like to disappear you. Disappear. I mean, I could, <laughs> I could give you, you know, just another life somewhere, you know, so that we would never have to see each other again. I mean, you just have you, to you say could, the you word. Could, you could live in Ohio or somewhere where we've got a lot of listeners. You'd probably find a lot of people that liked you there. You know, you just have to sort of make it known that you were that person from Homespun Wisdom, oh. and you'd probably get them queuing up. There'd be bumper stickers. Bumper stickers. We love Sarah. Yeah. You know, in Ohio, particularly. <laughs> seems to be an epicenter of people who love us in Ohio. <gasps> Hello, Ohio. Oh, dear. You must be distraught that we're about to... Yeah. Don't worry, you can listen to the radio. Yeah. Spectrum on air, honest conversations. On three times a week. And I am planning another podcast series. Drop set to Joe Rogan. 
I thought you were about to say to upset Jane. I was like, please don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's just too popular. Yeah. Oh, well, that's sad that you kind of want <laughs> to disappear me. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm not being that terrible. I mean, there are, <laughs> there are people. If who only to, you knew. <laughs> there are people who want to disappear about fifty percent of me, but you know. Oh, maybe you should share a bit more of yourself, or a little bit less of yourself. I think they mean reduce weight. Ah, that's what I mean. Share a little bit more or less. I don't know. <laughs> reduce weight. Oh. Yeah, but one thing that you shouldn't do. What's that? Um, is is anything to do with normal exercise? You know, like um, you know, like doing some exercise. If I pegged out, right, that wouldn't look convincing. Ah, uh, that was another unless, option. Of, unless it was walking up and down the stairs. Yeah, that was another option of uh, dismissing you. <laughs> dismissing you don't want to say the word, do you? No, <laughs> you've got a hang up about killing me, haven't you? Have, Murder. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It'll be through, yeah, taking you through some exercise. Okay. The, the other thing I, I've thought about is, um, and it's, this is a really weird one. Okay. Okay. Linseed oil. Oh. Linseed oil is used to protect furniture and stuff, yeah. you know, like make it waterproof. Yeah. And it's obviously made from squeezing out lin seeds you see <laughs> I, thought, I don't know Lynn. and um and the thing about it is that been some terrible fires have been caused by linseed oil because oh. people who've used it and there's only a tiny warning on the bottle this really should be much bigger but if you let's say you use a rag yes. to apply it in it spontaneously combusts yeah. but a long time later like you know maybe an hour it might take an hour to get going right so it's very unusual there's there's very few ways to create a fire like a long time after you've been there yeah so this linseed oil rag thing and then i think the worst case of it was a 33-story building in america that burned down Whoa. after some workmen were doing some linseeding and then just left the rags in the open didn't you're supposed to burn them or put them in a metal box or something. You know, you're not never supposed to leave them out. Yeah. So you know, obviously, what I could do is is just come round at night, mm. you know, and um, and do that. And then they'd they'd be looking for someone that came at let's say at two in the morning. Right. When actually I'd been there at ten, you know, and it's taken all that time. Well, maybe a bit later because you might still be up. Yeah. So yeah, that could be one way. of you know giving myself a perfect alibi for the time that everyone would be interested in wow um yeah linseed oil fire that's a that's a cheap one actually it's not you know get a bottle or two yeah, of that for I a mean, few i'm a cheap person daniel you don't need to spend yeah, much I mean, on me all you need you know instead of the 30 grand for the ukrainians no just like two pound fifty for yeah. a bottle of linseed and some oil old rags you've probably got oh. some of those lying around from you know what were pajamas or or something you know, most people you know when they retire clothes tear them up into rags don't they, they? Do, yes well the, the economical minded ones do yeah yeah but, uh, okay i like that not that i like that but i like that that yeah. way <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh okay anything else in your murderous mind um well i mean would you have any remorse 
Um, well, I mean, obviously this is a hypothetical, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I... Would he start having visions of me reappearing? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd be plagued by conscience and, and troubled thoughts and things for forever. Yeah. I mean, I'll be thinking about all the podcasts we could have done. Yeah. Um, and didn't. And didn't, yeah. All the unfinished business, all, all, all that brilliance that was just cut off in its prime. Yeah, that would be tragic. But the fact of the matter is, Sarah, that when it comes to artistic creations, the only way to create scarcity yes. and rarity value is to do away with, you know, like the artist, their work always become more valuable. When they're dead. At the point they die, yeah. So you now know that there is a limited supply. This is now a dual suicide pact. Daniel and I will be signing off our very last podcast by sipping this poison together. So, neither of us... You go first. <laughs> I insist you go first. <laughs> ah, then if we both go... The show will be a massive hit. Yeah, there'll be some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Posthumous. Ooh, posthumous. Yes, that's the right word. Mm. You know, people get awarded medals posthumously. Right. You know, they died in a gallant way. Yeah. So it's a posthumous. Yeah. Not easy to say that. No. Especially after you've bitten your tongue <laughs> or got an ulcer or been to the dentist. You try saying posthumous after you come out of the dental chair. <laughs> I notice they're much more curt with me at the dentist than they used to be. I used to have a bit of a chat, a bit of a joke, oh. a bit of a ticking off about how I'm not placking, deplacking. Mm. And now it's just, you know, you have to drink and swish around for 20 seconds, something they call hydro. Sounds like hydrogen peroxide, but it's not. Um, you know, before they even start on you. Oh. It's all very procedural now, you know what right. I mean? You just yeah. feel like you're being processed rather than before it felt quite personal. Now it's just processing. Yeah. Oh, so, well. yeah. They've lost the art of conversation. <laughs> there never was a conversation with the dentist. <laughs> um, yes. So, yes, you're right. That's one way we could do it. Yes, and then our families will reap the rewards. Yes. Some people do remove themselves, thinking that it'll be better for everyone if they weren't there. But it never is. No. Oh, no. 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 Definitely not, people. Do not remove yourself thinking it'll be better for people. No, definitely not. Because that's when you have to think of other people, not just yourself. Yes, that's a terrible situation. Oh, well, Sarah, yeah, I must have been I'm flagging here a bit. Oh, that's great news, Daniel. <laughs> Do you know why? Why? That means you've got no energy to kill me. <laughs> A man in my position you know, doesn't do the deed himself, obviously. Ah. <laughs> So I'll, when's Jane coming? Because I know she's a woman I, of duty. <laughs> I have people to do my dirty deeds for me. I think that's a Ukrainian outside. <laughs> Come to measure up. <laughs> no, I think he's... Offering you a free violin. <laughs> oh, okay, Sarah. Well, um, it was nice whilst it lasted. And mm -hmm. I've so enjoyed uh, our many hours of um, absurd conversation together. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry it's come to this you know, pretty pass at the 
at the 11th hour and 59th minute that who would have thought that this is where we would end up who would have thought yeah it has been a journey i was going to say a roller coaster but if it was a roller coaster it would be one of those baby ones that don't really have any like and look um, and turns here are your tickets to ohio <laughs> the police will find it more convincing that they thought you were about to go away you know when no one can find you I'm going to send you to where what's that place you like to reference where the business is, is oh golly what is it we've spoken about it so many times mm. I'm, I'm not sure I can help you there oh gosh this is a charming place no well where they return to with their girlfriend and then wife and then you've told me this story before and I cannot remember it now. Well, we can't we can't end the show on you not being able to remember something. No. Maybe we'll have to do another episode then. <laughs> so say say your final goodbye to our listeners, Sarah. Ladies, gentlemen, human beings, however you identify, thank you so much for bearing with Daniel and I and our nonsense, our humour, my girly giggling mother, yes, it's okay, I can own it. And we wish you all the best and hope you join us somewhere else in life. Yes, well, I think you've, you've said it for both of us. I mean, I might just add that the intention at the beginning of all this, when we sat down at some rain-swept cafe outside London Bridge, or I think a wine bar, and dreamt up this whole thing, was that we would do some good in the world. We would give you the benefit of our combined wisdom to apply in your own lives for their improvement. So we hope that at least some of that has, that mud has stuck to the walls, because mm. we've certainly been throwing a lot at it. Yeah. And, uh, and it's been an absolute delight, and thank you all for your loyalty and for your comments and we've enjoyed so much being a part of your I hope routines and habits because I know we have a lot of people that have listened to a lot of the episodes yeah we've become part of your life and we'll miss you and hopefully you'll miss us and certainly I'll miss Sarah Sarah <laughs> <laughs> there we are it's goodbye from me Sarah Sarah, Sarah. This is Sarah coming from the beyond. Save me, save me, don't ever forget me until another time. Goodbye.